Hello, Bakersfield. I'm Andre Gonzalez. I'm Rachel Magnus. I'm Jesus Gonzalez. I'm Carla Barrientos. And you're listening to Hello, Bakersfield, a new sound of Bakersfield. Whoa. Just off the cuff. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's in theme and in honor of today's guest, the music director of Bakersfield Symphony, Stillian Kirov. Welcome, Stillian. Thank you so much, Andrew. Great to be here. Uh, we're so excited to have you and having an interview with you in just a few moments. But before that, we want to check in with our team, the Hello Bakersfield team. How's it going, people? Another day, another beautiful day in Bakersfield. I know. This unexpected rain. It's lovely for a spring day. It is. So I wanted to check in and see um, what's happening with you and your lives. Jesus. <laughs> Hello, Bakersfield. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Um, this last week has just been so amazing. I'm looking forward to, um, you know, this week. Um, I'm doing a story for being Bakersfield this week. So, Oh, what's the story about? Um, well, there is the this project going on. I know we've talked about it a, a little bit, um, but the hub has the... Um, you know the second Saturday event, and they're doing pianos around downtown. So the I'll sound be of Bakersfield, Bakersfield. Sound of downtown. Sound, sound of downtown. downtown. Yeah. So I'll be out in the streets of Bakersfield, um, kind of filming stories of um, these artists playing throughout uh, downtown, and hopefully we'll get some locals out there also to play. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Now, Jesus, do you play any instruments? I used to play the saxophone, okay. um, but I broke my arm and just never picked up an instrument again, which I'm really, really sad about. But I've always wanted to learn to play the piano. Hmm. Do you play an instrument, Rachel? I took piano lessons for eight oh. years, uh-huh. so I can play a few things. So we'll see you out there? Uh, I actually won't be in town, unfortunately, oh. but I could play a couple little things. Yeah. It's almost long. It's been a while. We still have time. There you go. We'll get, we'll get a video of me some point. Do Carla, you do you instru- play an instrument? I dabble. Well, I can play Happy Birthday on the piano. And <laughs> okay. I dabble. My husband, George, is a drummer. And so we had a drum set for a while. And so I can play Very a little cool. bit. But wow. I'm going to need some lessons from, Andre? from Brian. <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. Sing a song. Hey, your voice is an instrument. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, actually, I used to sing in high school. Oh, so, wow. Really? Yeah. No, like, for a couple of years in okay. choir. Nice. Yeah, well, actually, that really helped me with um, stage presence and mm-hmm. public speaking. Oh wow! Yeah, is you really learn how to breathe uh, when you're singing. That's so, true. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, cool. I'm glad you're doing that for yeah. for the hub. So if you're out there, you know, don't come and say hi, and we'll get you on camera. Sure. What's happening with you, Carla? Well. Um, I have a really exciting date coming up for me. My very first Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And I'm super excited about it. Exciting. Yeah, it's going to be all about me. Good. Um, (laughs) Husband and baby, they better get ready. (laughs) Tons of mommosas. I love it. Hopefully great gifts. I want I'm texting George right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the baby Listen I want a handwritten card. <laughs> How old is your kid? Seven months. So he so, should be writing. So a handwritten card. Yes. With the little prints, you know? Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> little prints. Yeah. Him and my dog hands. can both do their little, yeah. <laughs> On the mom card. Yeah. So really looking forward well, to happy that. Mother's Day. Happy Thanks. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. That's awesome. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms, dog moms. Thank Cat you. Mom. Thank yes. you. I get some love. Yes. <laughs> the glue of our society. Yes. <laughs> our mothers. What about you, Rachel? 
I am looking forward to uh, in a week from Saturday. I get to go to New Orleans. I've never been. Oh, awesome! And first time. My first Nola? time. The big wow. is easy. That's the nickname, right? Yep, it's easy. Um, um, and I'm actually going for a museum conference. It's the AAM conference, the American Alliance of Museums. I'm traveling with my favorite work colleague. No offense to the rest, but Allie and I are very, very close. And um, we're looking forward to eating and drinking and experiencing New Orleans and then also coming back inspired and excited about what we get to do at the museum. We look forward so to hearing So any all recommendations, about it. please send them my way. I have a ton. That do place you? is incredible. Oh, yeah. Mm, I'm so excited to eat. You're going to love it. Beignets, po' boys, and mm, the music. Oh, music. Yeah, music jazz. is great. Yeah. Jazz is fantastic yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I haven't been yet either. But You haven't? No, See? No. We were just talking earlier with Stillian, and he hasn't been to China either. We're finding all yeah. these places out yeah, there. Yeah, many places, been. many beautiful places to discover. So. Yeah, sure. Isn't there? Isn't there? Well, you've been and to Bakersfield. Bakersfield oh. is one of them. And we're glad sure. that you're here. <laughs> uh, and Andre, what are you looking forward to? Well, there's actually, this is a big weekend uh, for Bakersfield in music. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is the Bakersfield Symphony um, having a concert on Saturday night, but also um, the Boxcar Music Festival is uh, happening at uh, the museum, Kern County Museum. And then Lightning in a Bottle Festival is at the Buena Vista Lake. So it's pretty awesome. There's going to be so many really neat people coming to town. Huge people. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people. Yeah. Anyone, you know anyone going to Lightning in a Bottle? I do. My sister's going to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think well, Friday, actually Saturday and Sunday. Cool. Yeah. Some really great bands are going to be there. And artists, yoga and food and it's, it's everything. So Yeah. I would have liked so, to go. Yeah. It's not too late. I'm out of town, so... Oh, okay. I know. I have a couple <laughs> friends that are going, too. It'll be interesting to hear the feedback. There's been definitely mixed reviews from the community on the festival being hosted here, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good thing. It's yeah, a good I, thing. I it's absolutely... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, we do, but... The more cultural the, events, the better. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It'll only inspire us more to do, to do more and... More people to come. Absolutely. Yeah, especially more visitors coming into the area and to discover what we know is a great, you know, gem of a city. They say between like 25,000 and 50 just for that festival. And you think about the other things we've got going on this weekend, we'll have a lot of visitors. Yeah, that's all good. And the economic um, benefits will be amazing. The money, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't like that extra gender cash? (laughs) All right, you're listening to Hello Bakersfield. And our first guest is Mr. Stillian Kirov. For over 86 years, the Bakersfield Symphony Orchestra has enriched our community through the power of music. Our first guest, Mr. Kirov, is a native of Bulgaria and a graduate of the Juilliard School in orchestral conducting. He's in his fourth year as music director? this is his fourth year. Wow, that... That has flown by. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know how they say when you're having fun, time flies. Time flies. Yes, so, yeah, <laughs> much. we've been having uh, fun. Yes, me yeah, too. Absolutely. Right. Uh-huh. Well, you've become the fast favorite among the community, and so we're really honored to have you today, Stillian Kirov. Yeah, honor is mine. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to the Hello Bakersfield podcast. We're glad to have you here, um, Stillian. Uh, Tell us how you decided to come to Bakersfield in the beginning. 
Well, it's it's a long story, but um, what happened was that I was uh, finishing my um, assistantship as associate, associate conductor actually in Seattle with mm-hmm. the Seattle Symphony, and at some point, um, you know, you're looking what's the next step in your career, uh, and the next step for me was to be a music director and start building an orchestra somewhere uh, or continue building an orchestra to be more precise. And this is what happened is that uh, what happens basically is that you look for opportunities and you look for jobs that are posted out there and you look at the orchestras that you think you can contribute to and be part of. And um, this is, this is how, how it happened. I saw that the Bakersfield symphony is looking for a music director. So I applied for the job and it was a long process. It takes about a year and a half uh, the whole interview process. Well, first you send the documents, then uh, they're shortlisted finalists. Um, then you're invited to uh, an interview, Skype interview. And then the couple of finalists who actually conduct a concert here and they have a week with the community talking to different patrons, donors. Um, and um, this is pretty much what the process was. And at the end, um, I was very lucky to be offered the, the position and um, this is this is pretty much how I came here, and then uh, ever since has been a building process. You know, it's it's an exciting community to build in, but I also had a lot of work to do in learning about the community as well, and uh, that's also exciting. Um, and now I feel that we are getting to a point where we're really getting into the swirl of building the orchestra, building the cultural structure of the city, and that's very very uh, exciting as well. That's exciting to hear. Now, tell us a little bit about. Uh, yourself, you you are not living in Bakersfield full time. Where do you live? Well, on the plane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, United Airlines is my home now. Got it. Sorry, I didn't mean this to come as a commercial. Yeah, um, we'll edit that out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, uh, but yes, I live on the plane pretty much, and uh, I have a house in Florida. Uh-huh. This is where you can say that I'm based. This is my residence, and my wife and my son uh, reside there, uh-huh. uh, pretty full time. Uh, my wife's parents live in Florida as well, in Sarasota, and. Um, that's great because they can help a little bit with uh, my son. <laughs> um, but it's this is very important because she's an artist as well, and she's a, she's a fantastic pianist. I don't say this because she's my wife, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but um, she just started. She's back to piano now after you know after our son was born. It's pretty intense couple of years. Sure. After How old have, is your son? Uh, he's four now. Oh, he wow, will be okay. five in July. So. Oh. So they become a little more independent and a little more demanding, but um, uh, but it's the the biggest joy of life, and um, it's it's great to have uh, some family in town as well to help. Uh, my parents live in um, uh, Virginia, actually close to Washington D.C., so they come over sometimes as well. Uh, so. Um, that's pretty much where where you can say that I reside, Sarasota, Florida. It's a place right now. Now, Stillian, I'm interested. What was your childhood like, and when did you decide that music and conducting was going to be what your career, where your career took you? Right. Uh, when when I, I I grew up in Bulgaria, so um, I was born um, in the '80s, and uh, it was it was really interesting time at, at this time because there were a lot of sh- shifts in terms of political shifts, which I don't really remember, except that I, I got some vacations off a couple of weeks at some point when there was some sort of a revolution mm-hmm. <laughs> in Bulgaria. Um, but um, 
growing up, I, I had a happy childhood, really happy, happy childhood. I um, played the piano because my mom played the piano as well. So I, I was exposed to it at a very early age. Um, I wasn't always sure I want to be a musician uh, when I was growing up. At some at some point, uh, 1994 was a big um, big soccer moment for Bulgaria because uh, the World Cup actually was here in the States. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, I was I was 10 years old, and I thought I want to be a soccer player. You know, that was <laughs> uh, that was my dream. Um, I had different different dreams. My mom claims that when I was a kid, I wanted to be a garbage man, which, uh, which <laughs> is another. Yeah, um, yeah. And she said you actually made friends with the people who were picking up the garbage. So at some point, I started bringing you toys, and we were like, oh. okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, um, I really love uh, people, and I, I, I love communicating with people. I love interacting with people, and I think. This was growing up in Bulgaria. I had this social environment to really um, meet a lot of good friends and and some lifelong friends that I'm still in touch with. Um, with the music, yes, I started as a pianist, and then um, at some point you have to decide in Bulgaria whether you do it or you just do it for fun. Uh-huh. You do it professionally or you do it for fun. So I I really at this point when I was a teenager, the only thing I wanted to do was music. You know, as I was growing and forming, and I, I thought it's so cool to be an artist. It's just sharing your passion, sharing your artistry, making people happy with your art. And um, I decided to be a musician. And I, I was very lucky because my parents let me be a musician. Uh, because being a musician in Bulgaria at this time was probably not the most perspective most bright perspective but they said well look you have to do what you love and um, we we can just support you well they also said you you cannot blame us for this after that (laughs) 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 you cannot blame us for your life but fair enough and um, I'm I'm very grateful that they did this because I was able to really uh, uh, they, they didn't only allow me they really supported me in what I do so um, that was that was pretty much the beginning of, of of being a musician. Although it starts when you are born, because we are surrounded by music, we love music, uh, and just um, allowing it in our lives, I think, makes us better people. So awesome. Stillin, do you have any top musical influences? Top musical influences um, in the classical music world? In anything, really? Yeah, I. I think so, yes, uh, th- th- for sure. I mean, as you're growing up and, and as you're growing as an artist, you, you look up to these amazing other artists and in my case, other conductors. So, you know, I um, I love watching documentaries uh, about other artists because they're very inspiring. And sometimes as an artist, you're like, oh my God, it's hard, it's difficult. You have to push yourself. You have to every single time, you know, go further one step and, and just watching the documentaries, if they're honest documentaries, they reveal actually the struggles that other artists are going through. And this is assuring because you say, oh, even he or she had this problem or, or it was difficult for them as well. And they said, so I can do it. You know, it's it's a normal process. It's just growing. So yes, there, there are lots, lots of conductors I look up to. Um, Claudio Abado, Carlos Kleiber. These are great, great um, musicians. Um, 
from the past, of course, that I'm I'm very very inspired by. Now that brings up a question that I've I'm interested, you know, coming from a kind of the visual arts world and my maybe most um what I'm most familiar with with in music world is the structures that have been built to house symphonies and so many contemporary architects most um, close in proximity to us is Frank Gehry's Walt Disney oh. Concert Hall. And, you know, so there's these incredible contemporary buildings built. Um, how, what is your philosophy on working with contemporary composers in these contemporary spaces? Or do you think, you know, do you think it's an opportunity to kind of meld time and periods what are your thoughts? No, it's it's a great question, and I I strongly believe in new music and contemporary art. Um, I think actually uh, a lot of orchestras these days uh, talk about bringing younger audiences to art, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that contemporary art is the the thing that will do it, mm-hmm. because it's much closer to to the people. It's much closer to the younger audiences. It's it's. Um, there is no this preconception almost. You don't know what to expect. You just go in and you experience it. And it's very much the same with new music. So when I was in Seattle, uh, we started a, a program called uh, Untitled. And what it was, was that in the lobby of the concert hall, we would turn it into a nightclub a little bit. And people can get in, have drinks. It, it's it, These were late night shows. These were around 10 p.m., um, People will come in. Uh, there were yoga mattresses on the floor. There were couches. There were, you know, it was very free uh, environment where they can just sit, have a drink, and enjoy the concerts. Uh, and this was all new music concerts, uh, and it was always sold out. And you get you. It's not your usual crowd, you know. So I think I strongly believe in that, and and I feel that here in Bakersfield there is a great place for this as well. We actually started something uh, a few years back. We had, uh, I believe, there were two concerts total that we performed at the at the brewery here in town, and I thought these were very successful. It was a mixed mixed program, but people were able to come in, have fun, and experience. Uh, pure classical music, 45-minute program. Um, and I, I really believe that that's a future step for classical music and art in general. So, How do you decide what kind of shows you're going to do and what music? Um, I attended, I think it was last year or the year before, a Beatles show, and I'm Beatles-obsessed, and it was fantastic. And the crowd was into it, you know, there was participation. How do you decide what music you're going to do and how you're going to you know, bring it all together? Well, I, of course, have my little personal list of music that I haven't done and that, that I want to do. Um, but uh, it's pretty much balancing, I believe. And in every community is different. I have been here for four years, so now next season we're actually looking at the fusion of different music. Um, we will have our classical pieces on the program but in the same program you might experience something a little bit different like for example we want to have a concert uh, um, among Bakersfield Sound the Bakersfield Sound music of Bach Owens Merle Haggard um, and mix this with 
other American music that is a little more classical, like American in Paris by Gershwin, um, maybe the old American songs by Copland. So, you know, these kind of mixtures that we believe will be very successful. Also, um, we will do something, for example, um, with projections, because I really believe that visuals, uh, as you said, Rachel, that these are very important these days. So we want to uh, perform hosts, planets, uh, it's a big piece. It's about 45-minute piece. Um, but it's about the different planets and, and the different movements and are named after different planets. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> does. And we want to bring, bring a visual artist from uh, Seattle who will have these projections of different planets where are you guys wanting screen. to do this? Uh, this probably will be in the next spring. Mm, and where? Uh, Rabobank Theater. Right. Yeah. So Now that brings up the, um, I loved the collaboration you did with Jennifer Sanderson. Every good boy deserves favor. Yes. So you really enjoy kind of combining mediums. Does it really elevate, well, not, it elevates the viewer's experience, but what's so great about it coming from somebody who plans events is you're tapping into multiple audiences. So you're building, hopefully, a yes. bigger audience. Absolutely, and we want to. We would like to think that all the arts should collaborate. Oh, definitely. And, and this is why we had "Every Good Boy Deserves Favor," which was, um, which was. It's a pretty. It's a show that is pretty out there mm-hmm. if you think about it, um, but involves involves actors, and it's happening in a mental hospital in Russia. Yeah. And, you know, it's but and and the orchestra is actually in the head of one of the actors, but there is a full orchestra on stage. So yes, we we try to do things like this that can pretty much fall into the contemporary frame of art. Um, but yes, I, I completely agree. And um, we should be looking for more projects like this to uh, to bring to Bakersfield. And I'm sorry, Jennifer Sampson's a yeah. local Samson's, director. Yes, oh, Jennifer yes, Sampson. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how, just technical question, how uh, often does the orchestra rehearse and how often do they rehearse with you? How does that work? Yes. So I... Um, when I arrive in town, we start rehearsals. Um, we have about three rehearsals usually. I would like to bring it to four rehearsals because that's it's very important to have more time to work on the music. But usually it's three, two and a half hour rehearsals uh, and then a concert. Uh-huh. So it's a pretty quick process. Wow. Uh, but of course, the musicians, they prepare before the first rehearsal. I was going to ask you, had they been preparing or rehearsing uh, together prior to your arrival? No, together, they rehearse on their own before oh, that. Oh, I see. Uh, some of them actually have took initiatives, which I am very, very happy about, that they will get together, they will have a little uh, party and just have what we call a sectional. So you will have uh, the brass or or a couple of woodwinds or some strings come together and play. So that's actually, that's the pure joy of getting together and, and, and enjoy some music. I'm interested in, you know, you talk about you have a Rolodex of different pieces that you want to perform. Are you solely responsible for developing the programs or do you have to work with the board? Is that artistic direction? What is the difference between artistic direction and conducting? You know, how, how does that whole process work? There are, um, yes, yes and no, actually. It's a very good question because, yes, I can create the frame of the program. Um, but then, of course, I always want input from the administration, uh, from the board, and so that we can shape something that is compelling to the community because um, I, I believe that people who live here are much more um, able 
to to give me ideas about what will be liked here in Bakersfield. Um, now I have been four years here, so I, I pretty much feel that I'm part of the community <laughs> and I have better idea. But in the beginning, especially, this was a very important process. Uh, of course, you look between uh, what you want to do, what will be good for the audience, what will be good for developing the orchestra and growing artistically, and what we can pay for, of course, because there is this tiny little thing with the money that you actually <laughs> have to be able to cover the program. So it's a mixture of many different things, and it's a puzzle. Uh, and at the end, you come up with the with the menu for the season, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And what challenges has Bakersfield um, posed compared to other cities for you? For me personally, um, well, you know, it's every city is different. So I think the main challenge is for me to get to know the city. Mm-hmm. That's that's the first challenge personally. Um, of course, as, as artists, we always aim for everything to be better. Uh, the sound to be better, uh, w- the orchestra to be better, ourselves, us to be better. Um, so even when a concert is very successful, afterwards I start thinking, what could I have done better? What we could have improved? What what we can do better next time? And I think this has to happen. Um, uh, and I, I'm not saying that you should be beating yourself up for something that didn't work out, but actually to think of what's the next step to grow. Uh, and it's a little bit of constantly pushing yourself. And I talk with my, some of my greatest mentors and um, people who inspired me, you know, Bernard Heiting, he's the, one of the top, he's probably the top conductor in the world right now. He's 90 years old. And he said, you know, I never stop learning. I never mm-hmm. stop aiming to be better. Mm-hmm. I have kind of a philosophical question. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, sure. Bear with me. But I'm interested in the music's ability to supersede time, culture, and what what power does that allow and what can we garner from music when we realize that it, it has this power? That's a fantastic question. And how does so, it affect the telling of history? I think it's yes. kind of how to phrase it more concisely. Well, I think that in today's world, we pretty much forget that we're um, energy creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, humans are, are can communicate with energy. And there was this very interesting article recently that actually the language sometimes restricts this the feel of energy. Well, I think that music is something that does the exact opposite thing. It opens the opportunity to feel different energies. Um, I like to think that music is healing the soul. Uh, so when you listen to music, when you're exposed to music, and especially live music, uh, you you're tuned to certain vibrations that you don't even realize. But, I mean, even if you take the simplest examples, um, when you listen to certain music, it provokes certain feelings, and even if you don't know it, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, um, let's say, you're in your car and something plays on the radio, you, if it's sad, you probably will become a little bit <laughs> more sad. If it's very happy, it might pick up your mood. Um, if it's sentimental, you know, you, it might provoke certain certain memories. Uh, So this is what music does to us. And coming to a live concert, I think it's a way to reset yourselves or to to set yourselves free and to 
just embrace this journey. Because in our everyday lives, we can get pretty worked up. I mean, I, I do get pretty worked up and my, my job is music. Uh, you can be very, you know, you can deal with different problems, with different issues. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, when you come to the concert hall and when you close your eyes and you, when you allow the music to take you on a journey, because that's also not easy. It's not easy to learn how to listen. You have your cell phone and you think about different things and we're very distracted today. But if you close your eyes and you allow this first note that you hear to take you on a one-hour journey, when you open your eyes afterwards, that's a, you feel differently. And actually, it frees your brain. It opens, it opens your brain. Um, now, speaking from purely cultural perspective i think that why we need well i I'm, I'm asking myself very often so why do we need music you know i'm i'm playing i'm playing devil's advocate with myself very often so why why do i do what i do well if you look at the big cities every great city has a great orchestra a great theater a great ballet company uh, and that's a great museum a great museum <laughs> as well <laughs> absolutely and this is very important because well, first of all, if you want the city to develop as a city, I think businesses should first invest in the arts. You know, you invest into better advertisement, better stocks, but ultimately what you should nurture is your future clients. And depending on what business you are in, you want to have the structure to have clientele. And if people are not educated, if people are um, not involved in certain infrastructure, if people are suffering, you know, your business is not going to be successful. And mu that's what music does, you know, music and every other art per se. Um, we make the city better because people become more intelligent. They, they, they become seeing outside of the box. Um, uh, they, they start seeing outside of their little worlds. It expands their vision. So there is, there is, base for more businesses to grow and this is why i think arts are so important you know in my head right now the little yes queen gif is playing yes. <laughs> <laughs> i love your answer thank you so much you. amazing <laughs> you're listening to hello bakersfield okay stillian we're going to switch things up and we're going to do a little thing we called 73, 73 questions. Okay. This is inspired by Vogue's 73 questions. Okay. I don't know if you're... You... I, think I, I think I know what's coming. Okay, great. <laughs> so what, we're do, what we do here is we ask you a, just a lightning round of questions. Okay. Sometimes and, it doesn't go so lightning. We're like, yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes it's a little slow. But, but the idea is to keep going. And here's the thing. We want the most honest answer from you. Ooh. So the okay. first first answer. Don't just, censor yourself. No, just okay. let it rip. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And uh, we'll, we'll try be, it. Okay. And so we're going to uh, get as far as we can, and we'll begin with Jesus. All righty. Uh, first question is uh, favorite place to be. The beach. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Something you can never live without. My family. Favorite hobby. Being on the beach again with my son playing. <laughs> that's that's probably yeah. Uh, three words to describe you. Funny. Shy. Artistic, in a way. I try <laughs> to be. <laughs> yeah. What's the last country you visited? Oh, I have to think about it. Um, Bulgaria. Oh. Yeah. What's your biggest fear? Uh, 
No coffee in the morning. <laughs> I lied. I totally lied. Failure is my biggest uh-huh. fear. Yeah. What's one of your favorite places in Bakersfield? Smitten. Cafe Smitten. Uh, good choice. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> also personal theme. Um, what are your top three favorite albums and why? Top three. Top yeah. three. <laughs> well, I have to go with, with, with classical. Carl, Carlos Kleiber's Beethoven oh, yeah. Symphony. Okay. Uh, symphony number six recording, uh, actually six and seven. Um, it's all classical. Uh, Herbert for Karajan's Ring Cycle, and um, actually Prince Reiner's Richard Strauss music, which is very interesting. I was listening to it recently. I said that's that's quite amazing. Oh, there is one more. There is four. <laughs> all, all Mahler symphonies cycled by Abado, the last one with the Lucerne Festival Orchestra. Okay, I'm yeah. really going to go low brown this. Cats or dogs? <laughs> dogs. <laughs> What's your first memory of life? Food. <laughs> eating, eating, actually, yeah. yeah. What were you eating? You know, I think it was feta cheese from what I remember. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. What is your favorite food? My favorite food, it's all green vegan food. Just good salads, good fruits, vegetables. Yeah, that's... What inspires you? Successful people. What is the best city for music internationally? A part of Bakersfield? A part from Bakersfield, Uh, yes. I think Berlin. Yeah. What are the books you're reading these days? Well, these days I was reading the Mahler, the huge Mahler score. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there is an interesting book. It's in Russian that I have been reading recently. It's called The Creation of the World. Um, uh, it's it's about it's about the energy of people and how we actually can heal ourselves. Um, just 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 the mental direction it's a new it's a new it's a new science that he invented um and it's it's very interesting it's just about the cosmic connection with you so that's that's what i have been reading it's pretty hardcore stuff <laughs> like it's it's very philosophical as well so what's your hidden talent hidden talent maybe playing soccer and playing well, I used to play very well billiard pool, but now I'm, I'm not quite sure about that anymore. Maybe the <laughs> soccer dream's not over. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, I think it's over professionally, but for fun, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and um, being a barista actually, it's my hidden talent. Oh. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? I'm sorry. The best advice you've ever gotten. Um, the best advice. Well, I think coming back to Bernard Heiting's advice was that you always look how to be better. But also there is another thing. Um, <laughs> that's a funny advice. Um, from Robert Spano, music director of the Atlanta Symphony. And he said, you always need to have a plan so that you're able to change it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's kind of you have a structure, but then if things don't go your way, Just throw it out. Yeah, you yeah. you can direct it in a way so that you can make it work. So. Who is your? Or do you have a favorite visual artist? Favorite visual artist? Yes, I do. Well, a part of the great painters. I mean, mm-hmm. not speaking about that. Um, 
there is somebody I have to remember the name shoot I, I, it doesn't come to me right right now um, he makes projections for concerts uh, he lives he, it's a French it's a French artist um, I can probably look him up and, <laughs> and say the name but yeah. uh, email me I want to yeah. know <laughs> um, he creates this um, these great great visuals that go with concerts and they're like 3D where if someone was interested in going to see a symphony like how, where would you even what's the website to get tickets to go oh bsonow.org okay that's 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 a good way or you can just call our office okay that's that's also a great way bsonow.org and we'll put that on our instagram post for folks or just google bakersfield symphony yeah. <laughs> yes <It'll pop> up. <laughs> exactly <laughs> I have a question for you. What's your favorite word in German? Favorite word in German? Yeah. Etwas. Uh-huh. It means somewhat. And do you like what you? do you like the context or do you like the way it sounds? Uh, I like the way it sounds, but I like the context as well because <laughs> <laughs> and probably because it's the one that I can I can translate right away. Uh-huh. Everything uh-huh. else I probably have to look up, so <laughs> Got it, Carla. And I, I have uh, one last question for you. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, that's the big one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in 10 years, well, I think that I really would like to still be doing music. Yeah. That's the most important thing. You know, when you start and they ask in 10 years, where, where do you want to be? And you're thinking, oh, I want to be with these huge, humongous orchestras and the Berlin Philharmonic and, the, you know, and I want to be all around the world. But now that I'm getting older, I start thinking that you, I just want to bring, I just want to bring joy to people with music and create something meaningful. Um, where it will be, you never know. But and, and just keep building, keep building. That's uh, building excitement, inspiration, artistry, change people's lives through music, what I like to believe that we are doing. So just get getting better and better at it. Oh, I'm sure you yeah. will. I'm sure yeah, you I'll continue doing you. that. That's yeah. very nice. Thanks. Stylian Kirov, thank you so much for being here today and saying hello to Bakersfield. Yeah, thank you so much. And Great to be here. Big thank you to the Bakersfield Symphony Orchestra for making this happen. And that's our show. Huge thanks to Brian Boozer and Alm Studios located in downtown Bakersfield for producing today's show. And thank you to the Hate Drugs for their theme song. We'll be back soon. Until then, bye Bakersfield. Goodbye. Adios. Bye Bakersfield. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>